Welcome to the Battleground of the Gods. Welcome, challengers, to Battleground of the Gods, a Smite podcast. I am your host, Dep Nation, and we got a small crew with us today. Fro Double G. Hey, ladies, what's up? And Willow1771. What's going on, bots? Just the boys. The boys. The boys. The boys. Oh, heart attack. Heart attack. (laughs) No, no one ever seen the SNL? Okay, just me. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, the bears. it's hysterical. He's he's a he's a Bears fan. It's Duh Bears. Oh yeah, Duh Bears. I, I know what you're talking they're, about. They're in like a, a trailer eating like tailgate food. And he's like, oh, heart attack. And he's like slamming his fist into his chest. Like, oh, I know what scene it you're passed. talking about now. I remember. Yep. That was a good one. Yep. Yep. Um Games this week. We starting off there? Go ahead and start with Willow, cause I got all over the place with mine. Oh, mine's are, mine's gonna be short and sweet and to the point because we have a special interview coming up later in the episode. Um, that is correct. But I'll go. Uh, I played. I played a little this week. Nothing drastic. We played some conquest, some assault. I still don't like assault. Um, I just, and it's not that the game mode is bad. It's that. The randomness has been fucking me lately. Um, there was a game where it was Fro, me. Was it Key and Pubed, I think? Sounds and we familiar. Got a, I mean, that was a group a, I played with earlier. Yep. We had a Susano on our team who ran at them. Like, they had a relatively good team and they had actual frontline. We had two assassins and two mages and a hunter and so we had literally no front line really and the susano kept running in and then would type to the rest of us you guys are ass you suck you don't attack at all and he's like running into five people by himself expecting us to just follow up and kill oh, them that, when they already fuck, had pressure oh my fucking god oh, okay no, no no what was that the first or the second one i think that was the first was that one. the first okay all right all right so, you should have prefaced with, this became a trend. Oh, yeah. We had more than one of these. It just happened to be that this Susano was overly aggressive for no reason. So... No, no, no. I meant about... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. About the, the, the BM that we got all week? No. Some people thought the fountain was a comfy place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a couple of those. Uh, so he would run in and die and then message us in-game and, like, trash uh, trash talk us uh, and saying we're bad. He ended up calling us bitches and saying we sucked ass. And <laughs> I just... In my head, I'm thinking, you did not look at the the scoreboard because you didn't realize that there's an Olympian in this game who is partying up with three other people who are going to report you easily. Um, yeah. It was... He was an idiot. Um, and I'm not trying to, like... Like, he played poorly and then blamed everybody else and called us shit. But 
we didn't play well, but we didn't have any front line and they did. They had a Ymir and something else. I don't remember what their other front line was, but they actually could aggress on us and have a relatively good team fight. When all we had was listen here, I may have been, oh, or I may have been four and six, but I wasn't the oh and seven ones who signed us. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, right. Shut the fuck up. Uh, other than that, I played a couple conquest games. We had a couple bad losses and good wins. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, we had, we had another AFKer. Um, we had a, a Chernabog. I was playing mid. P was support. Blah blah. It doesn't matter. We're um, getting this mixed up. Susano was the assault. It was someone yeah. else on the conquest. It was Chernabog on the conquest map. Yeah, were you there yeah. for that one? Yeah, I was there for both of them because they were back to back games. Because we were like, all right, were... fuck this. Let's because it's the classic fro. I'm gonna go desalt and an assault. Right, that's always my thing. Get salty. I'm gonna go desalt and an assault because I just no this get one. Salty in there. I don't think you were in this game because we had a Chernabog who literally DC'd on purpose. He was zero and five at ten minutes and just quit the game. So they had a Bastet. They lost their Bastet solo. See, when I we mentioned lost- this was a trend, guys, I wasn't kidding. Yeah, because I was thinking our- of the one where the guys like F six at ten, F six at ten. He was our solo. Who was he? Achilles or some shit like that. Oh, I remember that. Fuck, I don't I think I was in that was. game, but you told me about it. Like I joined Literally, after that one. Okay, was well, that what it was? I think you might have been in voice chat, but not in Maybe. party yet. That might have been it. But yeah, this dude fucking F6 at 10. We didn't have 6 at 10. He's like, really? Fucking bye. And I was just like, all right. He VGS bye. And I VGS bye back. And the dude sat in fountain for a second. And they're like, all right, dipshit. Just so you know, I'm we're definitely reporting you if you sit in fountain. Uh, enemy or an ally has left the game. Like, huh? Well, that now we're really definitely easier. fucking reporting you, dipshit, because that makes it even easier to tell. And uh, yeah, then the very next game, we got into one that fucking the Susano, who's like, "You guys are ass," and just starts talking mad shit, mad shit, and fucking. He's zero and seven talking shit. He sits, he sits in fountain for a grand total of like thirty seconds, and I'm like, "Hey, you sit in fountain." We're all going to report you for AFK. So get your ass in the game. So he does one of those. Oh, okay. Look at me. I'm not sitting in fountain. I'm just way too fucking far back to even be in the fight at all, period. So it's like this dude is out of range for anything on a Susano pretending to play the game. And it's like, you, you asshole, we're still going to report you. Like, what? What there is going literally- on here, people? There was literally a play. There was an enemy Nox in the game, and there was a play where he. Uh, hold. <laughs> oh my god! I Do you remember this play? This. You forgot this. He makes <laughs> he he the the Nox uses our combo. He he beats the combo if I remember correctly, and keeps running at her. So she turns around and he what it two threes into her like. Puts yeah. the the teleport out and then teleports literally into her as she is alting and she point blank shotguns him with her alt and he BMs us. He's like, "Why did you use your slow to slow her down?" She fucking. Yeah, why did you use your slow? You face. teleported in front of her. You like, well, how is that our fault? 
You CC oh immune God. in the old too. It doesn't matter if you slower. Exactly. You're gonna do shit. But yeah, that was that was that game. We then had the DC. Oh my God! It was four of us left in this game, and it's four v four because they lost their solo, we lost our carry, but we couldn't do anything because we didn't have a carry, so we couldn't really push phoenixes effectively. It was yeah. so we're, dumb. Were you we were just in the game. Speaking of someone taking a thing point blank, were you in the game with, I think it was Calamity and Killer and I, and I don't know if you were there, but I don't think he I was, was on Vulcan and literally <laughs> dropped a turret. The enemy jungler blinked right in front of the turret, took one shot and died. Oh, oh I did. No. I did hear about that one. I don't think I was oh. in that game, but I heard about that one. <laughs> like literally blink went off as turret went down. Whack. And it's like, oh. Oh boy. Feels that's bad. that's embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah. Um so my games have been a little rough. And there's been good like we've had a couple good games. That game where we it was 4v4, I went I played really well. I was like 8 and 0 to start the game. I think I ended up dying twice or something on Merlin. But we literally like we F6 because we couldn't win because we couldn't push their phoenixes. We were killing them over and over again, but we couldn't win because we didn't have any good phoenix push. So they just die and send over under Phoenix. It was dumb. I do feel a little bad because I was kind of... I wasn't BMing him in um, in in game chat, but I was definitely talking crap on him in the... in voice chat, and I didn't think about it, and he probably heard us talking about him. So he might have left because of that, because he was, he was literally trying to fight a Neath 1v1 after he was already down like two levels... And just kept running at her. Like he was going to kill. I'm like, what are you doing? Just farm. Just stand there lane and do nothing for the next 20 minutes so that we can fucking win this game. But yeah, then he left and we couldn't win. So we had to DC or had to F6. That was fun. Uh, other than that, my game, like I said, my games have been pretty normal. Fro, why don't you talk about yours? All right. So. Fro the jungler has been jungling. It has, hasn't been going the greatest because I'm not a jungler. Um, this is going to sound very odd to people who like listen. And it sounded very odd when I was told this too. I'm too passive as a jungler. I'll let that settle in like that. Let that sink in. I know what you mean. So I, I didn't, really, because I'm like, usually you got to tell me to slow down. And so when so, Killer and uh, Pubed, our coach, was like, Killer XD Pro, the other Olympian, who's a Masters, by the way, they're both Masters players. They're like, yep. uh, you need to be more aggressive. And I'm like, excuse me? What? What? Did I hear that right? They're like, yeah, you you are way too fucking passive as a jungler. And I'm like, uh... So I just run at them like a monkey? They're like, yeah, yeah, you need to do that more. And I'm like, I am so confused right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, I so, get it, because as, as jungler, what I want out of the role is different than what the role is. Because I want to be moving around the jungle, getting the jungle camps, farming up. And then ganking occasionally. I don't want to have to babysit mid and split 
their XP because of how the meta is. Well, Depp, guess what you should be doing? <laughs> what? That'd be the second thing you said. Babysitting mid, right, which is why I don't jungle right now. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know. We, uh, we've had some scrims. Our scrim partner right now is Split Push. We scrim with them every Monday. Uh, they, yeah, there's some cool guys over there. Um, a lot of improvement amongst all of them, really, from the last time I've really grouped up with them. Um, so we've been doing best of threes. This first week was the first time we actually do a full set. So we did a best of three and their support who was their sub beagle girl had to take off. So they didn't have a support. I'm like, well, shit. Killer uh, was like, hey, invite me over then. Like, I'll, I'll support for him. And we're like, all right, yeah, cool. Like, we're, we're fine with that. Even though he's a master's player, we're fine with it. Um, he definitely led the pace for most of the game uh, and led for the next two games, actually. And they actually yep. ended up winning. They beat us in those. But, you know, it's... We still a lot to learn from that because it wasn't so one-sided. It's like we could actually point out and pick out what we were doing wrong. Like, all right, this is where we fucked up here. This is where we fucked up there. But yeah. scrims aside, we played our actual games against Ged Paper Scissors uh, last night, which would be last Friday for everybody listening. We end up getting 0-2, which it, it was expected. All of us expected it, honestly. Okay. Uh, our team coordination is still very lackluster. A lot of us still need to work on builds. I mean, I'm not a jungler. Danny's not much of a carry. Like he's more like, that's that's not his role. Like so, we got you know Ash hasn't played support in a while. Like there's just a lot of us not really in our main role or just unfamiliar with our role. And our synergy isn't the best right now. And we got to work on our communication. Blah blah blah. And to be fair, Get Paper Scissors been playing as a team since the start of the Exilium, and they 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 play well. They definitely play very well. Um, but a couple of do th- things I do want to say congrats to my team on is lots, lots even in the past two weeks, lots of improvement I've seen on just knowing when to back off and when to go in a little bit more and our communication has gotten a little better but the warding oh my god if i've been loving my games lately my fucking map is lit up like a goddamn christmas tree like it's great dude although on the 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 flip side of that is in scrims at least and in the actual game we played lots of counter wards come out so it's like i just fucking placed that yeah Oh, you know, who was it? Was it Danny or Key? Excuse me. Maybe it was maybe it was know, Ash. Uh, it was yeah, one of them. I'm trying know. to think. I'm trying who, to think. Who are well, you I had asking? To, I had to burp too, guys. Sorry, that's for the pause. I had to burp. Uh anyways, I, I placed a sentry like down. Me. And these two fuckheads, or one of them, whoever whoever fuck one of the fuckhead teammates that I have is when I, I placed my sentry down, I'm like, oh shit, two wards right on top of each other. I'm like, hell yeah, this sentry just paid for itself. Here comes my ally swinging. I'm like, hey, hey, get the fuck back. That's my 50 gold. What are you doing? Like, I paid for that. Right. 
I was so excited. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Free century, basically. I mean, 20 gold for a century, yeah. whatever. And then here comes my ally. Oh, look at this. I'm like, no, get get the fuck away. It's mine. But there is, let me check in our show notes. There was one, one shout out I did have to do here. Oh, there's two. There's two. It's not, there's it's two? just up, up the way. It's the same one, but there's two of them. I forgot about this because we did it after recording on Sunday. The same one, but there's two of them. What? Yeah. I don't see show notes. It's not. No, it's not. Notes. I just posted He's it in the Discord about... this week. Yeah. Right. Oh, gotcha. Maybe you can bring up the other one. I don't see the one. So, are you okay? Stoffelmeister. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it is the two. Stoffelmeister was playing Amaterasu, right? And I think I may have been on Kali. I don't remember who I was jungling with, but I'm going against this Baron. I'm going to. I'm going to get killed by this Baron because he's my beads are down and he's alting me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm in mid lane. Right. And then like like a fucking angel swooping out of the heavens. I see an Amaterasu dash from one side of the lane to the other directly into the Baron coffin, saving me. And I'm at, I'm in the red, dude. I'm way low, like no beads. I am dead if that Baron got me. And like I said, just right. I didn't even see him. Like I like didn't see him coming at all. And it was just literally just I'm from one side of my screen to the next, just right into the Baron alt. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> it was amazing. Saved my ass. And then the next part, Nev got to see Shock Jungle. We oh, fragged God. that game. We fragged that game. Uh, I don't. I don't remember the score lines. 14, like 4, 18 and 4. It was something like that. I was in the double digits and with just a few deaths. And oh boy. I played carry that game. And I played Chernabog. And I was like 7 and 1. And I died. Like I, we got first blooded. Who I, it was Schrodinger and I, we played a little aggressive. (laughs) We got first blooded. He died first and then I died second. Um, but I died one time at the beginning of the game and went oh and seven or seven and oh the rest of the game on Chernabog. And we we made good calls, we had good team fights, I rotated really well to team fight. Like that was a good fucking game. That and it like they weren't we didn't just like raffle stomp them. It was a good game. So I played Shock Jungle our first game against Exil or against uh Get Paper Scissors. And uh, we actually lost that game. I was like five and six, five and seven when we ended. Uh, Kimberly even told me, she's like, you're going to get shut down a lot on Shock Jungle. I'm like, yeah, it happens. It does. Don't get me wrong. But that's the Oleron was, they had an Oleron. Karn was playing Oleron and he just fucked me up. Like, well, and Naja. They had a Naja who was, who was playing fucking oh, yeah. pretty spot on too. So when you when you get Naja ulted and land into an Oleron ult, there you just feels real bad. It It really does. Trust me. Yeah. But uh, I do got to bring up how in our scrims, I got to play Shock Jungle one time against Split Push. One time. One time. The very first, the first scrim we had against them, first one ever, very first match. He has been banned. 
first ban or second, every single, not second round, by the way, second ban, like every single scrim match since then. So it's like, God damn it. And, and, oh, and Kapraken. I got to play the same thing with Kapraken. I've got to play him once in our scrims, and he has been banned every scrim since. And it's like, fuck. Could you have someone else? Could you have someone else pick him up early and then trade? No, no they're no, banning that, him in the first the band. The first ban, like, load up. Oh, all right, first pick band. your first ban. Chalk. I thought like, you okay. were saying second ban phase. Okay. Not second ban phase, the second ban. Like, gotcha. the last scrim, they went, they banned Chalk, they banned yep. Kabrakin. And then they then they ban Persephone or whatever. Then what? It's like, oh, okay. Well, although it does make me feel a little good that like apparently I do have my moments in the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Even like Colorado was telling me yesterday, he's like, no, Fro, I want you in the jungle because mechanically I feel like you can do it. But then like other people tell me like you just need to be more aggressive. I'm like, I don't get this, guys. But then I picked Thanatos and went eighteen and three or eighteen and four. Oh, Thanatos like, is I don't blink scything mid lane fucking under tower and getting out alive and yeah. I don't like why don't it's... you do this on other gods? And I'm like, because Thanatos, Thanatos scythe, it's like a fucking truck. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's can we get a truck driver's Thanatos skin where he throws out his scythe and it's just a <laughs> throws semi up, that no, goes it's just a semi, yeah. wah, wah, whack. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. oh my. He's walking around with um, a fucking <laughs> trucker's hat on. <laughs> yep. I don't think it's that you are unaggressive in situations. I think it's that you're not your presence you isn't bully. felt. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. There's a there's a, a thing about junglers as a mid laner, like I played a lot of mid. When a jungler when you feel a jungler in mid, you just have to sit under tower. Or your support needs to be there. You know what I mean? You got, that's where I think your your quote unquote aggression is missing. Because you are, are always looking to farm a jungle camp. But there isn't enough jungle camps to always be farming a jungle camp because See, the that's way part the map of my works. Problem, Cause that's part of my strength is like, I know I can farm like, fuck you guys. I will take this to late game. I will fucking take it to the end and I will catch up in levels or get ahead, but you can't do that in the jungle. And that's been very no, hard. Uh, it's that's, that's where the jungler is different. You have to show presence and make yourself felt in situations. And I think that's partly because, you have a ADC who is not super confident. You have a support who's not 100% confident in his well, ability. I don't know. Like, Danny called me out. We played one practice match before our Exilium game, right? Just a casual. And then we were, well, 40 minutes, 30 minutes into... No, it was our second game, right? Second game against Exilium. And he's like, hey, Fro, this is the third game and we're 10 minutes in. You ever going to gank my lane? And I'm like, oh, shit, Danny, you right. <laughs> <laughs> whoops went three games in a row without ganking duo i'm like all right yeah i guess you're not wrong danny you're not wrong i should come visit you some well more. i think i think that's a conversation you guys need to have is what kind of jungler do you want you to be yeah you know, like i don't i don't like i haven't watched you guys play but junglers right now are usually one side of the map heavy if either you are pressuring solo lane so that you can regularly steal blue and backs or you're pressuring mid duo so that you can regularly steal red purple. 
either way is effective because you are usually getting one of those lanes big. That's that's your job is to get one of the side lanes which are getting the most farm right now on the map. You're getting them big. So putting pressure at one side or the other shouldn't feel bad for the other person. You just have to understand as the other lane that you aren't getting that pressure. Like if you are going to play on Colorado's side, Danny needs to know, okay, I have to play safe. I have to try and keep my buff on cooldown. Like I ought to be on my timers as it spawns. I got to make sure that oracles are covered. I got to make sure I have wards to protect myself because I'm not going to get any pressure over here. But Willow, that's something totally you guys with you on that 100%. But if you ever don't gank my lane for three games in a row, I will yell at you too. <laughs> well, no, I, I agree. <laughs> you not can once, show up. <laughs> not once did I show up. No, I didn't even do that. That's the thing. Like he was 100% in the right. Not once did I pay attention to dual lane outside from a purple buff. And that's something you guys need to communicate. And that's, that's what he was doing. Uh, I just, yeah, no, it was, was just, just funny that like he just like partway through a game like hey uh, it's been a couple games you ever gonna gank my lane I'm like uh, oops <laughs> but um, Danny and I might be swapping anyways we're, we're still we're gonna try it this scrim um, I'm gonna go ADC which kind of makes me glad that you know I got the well who I'm fucking the timeline but that I'm going to quotation fingers get to talk to Adorexia but uh so, yeah, I'm going to try out some ADC, and he's going to go to jungle. We're going to give that a shot in our scrim on Monday, see how everyone feels. Because, like, I'm I mid-jungle or mid-carry. Like, I only been – the only reason I set out jungles is because I've been playing jungle for, like, a couple weeks now, just playing junglers in general because I like trolling in the jungle. That's normally what I do. Like, if I go to pick the role. But it just when the team got together, everyone's like, I don't want to play jungle. So I was like, all right, fuck it, here I go. But we're going to try the swap. Well, I wish you luck okay. in the swap. Uh, Dad, you know how about your right, games? Carrie. Uh, before my games, I just want to give a quick shout out to Baseball, Bombi, Colorado, and Schrodinger for being in the gaming chat and in the Discord. Come on yeah, by like, the Discord. Join up. People are grouping up as we're recording. Lantern was in there, too. You missed that one. I missed I missed Lantern, yeah. But if you join our Discord, you will find people to play with. There is always people looking Absolutely. Right Full five mans, or four men in this case, which having one random ain't always a bad thing. And speaking of having one random, I grouped up with Fro, Asbestos and uh Lantern the other day, and we played a conquest. And oh boy. We were going off on these kids. Um, Who was I playing? Did you remind me? You were Vulcan mid. Okay, yep, that's another. Oh, Nev got to see my Vulcan, too. You had had your mage's blessing, you picked up your pen boots, (laughs) and then you were so far ahead of the enemy team, you got Rod of Tahuti. Yeah. If you're ahead mid-Vulcan, Tahuti first item. I will stand behind it. I need to test it more, but I I've seen it in the pros and I tried it once and it felt really good, but that boots to do more brush felt surprisingly good. Well, because that, after you clear away, if you're behind, it's because boots you're so fast. 
if, if you're, you're ahead behind, it... to Hootie. Because it's the same T1. But the yeah. T2 of Doom Orb, you can use a lot more, and it'll help you farm up faster. But if you're behind, go to Hootie. Or if you're behind, Doom Orb for speed to get caught back up. And all that other good shit. If you're ahead, to Hootie, and you just fucking annihilate them. Follow that up with a pen item. Or it depends how far ahead you are, because if you keep, even after you pick up Tahuti, if you keep snowballing even harder, I, I either rush a Bancroft's, I'll go out, all right, fuck it, lifesteal. I'll yeah. stay out here being a monster. But, um, that game, Fro got to see my monster Kumbakarna support. Bruh. Because. You got them CCs. I, oh, I got the CCs. And so our, our ADC was the random. Um. And I'm looking at his build here. Hunter's Blessing, of course, on Apollo. Um, but the, he then went Silver Branch and Atalanta's. So it was bad? Which, <laughs> he went 7-1. and one. Wow. The rest of us because Because Steps Kumba Karma went one zero eight. <laughs> oh, okay. So he had really good setup, so it didn't matter what he built. He had the best setup. And I had the peels, too. I was getting everybody out of there. I ulted one guy at, at one point and knocked him up and the jungler was coming up behind him. He came down and the jungler got knocked up from the Kumba ult landing. Just that the always feels good. At the wazoo. I was I was putting in work. I'm trying to see if I can I put in 41 tower damage. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yep, I'm trying to see. Player damage? I had just about as much as um, Lantern had in the solo lane, which wasn't a lot, but still, I had 3,800. This, oh, by the way, this is a 13-minute surrender. Damn. Yeah, but I out-leveled, like, almost half of their team. I was level 9. And their Thanatos jungle was level nine, but their um, Apollo and Kuzumbo, which was the dual lane opposing us, um, they were only level eight. So, um, you know how it is. Felt it felt great to get back on the uh, Kumbakarna support train. I need to I need to pick them up more. I played a couple duels, um, had my Ymir, had my uh, Thanatos, tried taking him into duel. As Ymir, I got stomped by an Anubis. He was landing the wraps and there was just nothing I could do about it from that point forward. He snowballed me pretty bad. And then as Thanatos um, got matched up against an Arachne. I believe I got first blood from landing a scythe. Really nice. Felt great. Um, was able to take a couple buffs. But after that, the Arachne started landing her stun. And she had gotten, like, boots and an item at that point. And so once she started landing the stun, like, I, my health just disappeared. And I couldn't couldn't keep up with it. And I'm like, you know what? Let's ban out some ADCs, get back to some warrior roots. Two games as chalk, two victories. Oh, Feels hell good. yeah. Yeah, chalks, 
Chuck's a good dueler. Had my first game against uh, a Loki. Which I also had to message him afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, is Loki in duel? You don't want to fight me. Because the guy kept on trying to fight me. And that's just not what you want to do as Loki. As Loki in duel, you do basically the solo lane strategy. You decoy the wave. And you disappear. And fuck off until you can decoy the wave again. And he wasn't doing that. He was trying to fight me too much. I steamrolled him and had a surrender at uh, 6 minutes 40 seconds. And um, second game was against a Fenrir. Now, I was behind in kills. I I only went... I went 5 and 8. But this Fenrir, like... I swear at one point he was getting better as I fought him. Because he was reading me and he knew when I was going to do... Um, different ability. Like, he would, he would jump my axe. As fast as it comes out from Chalk, he managed to jump it. But I think he he ended up surrendering against me because I got a pretty late game kill on him. But, oh boy, it was just barely. I had 20-something health left. And I was able to drop the axe fast enough after he tried leaping at me that like his ability just missed me and my axe just hit him. And he got pretty fed up and left right away. But, oh, hype, hype plays. It, it felt hype. It was great. Playing a lot of mode of the day. Playing, uh, oh, the, what is it? Level three, max gold conquest. Uh, 40% cooldown can get up to 80, whichever one that is. The conquest is, uh, um, uh, it was random, random. Ram random pick. Oh, that, I don't know. I I don't know the mode of the days. Yeah, but anyways, I was playing that. Every time I got a hunter, I was thankful because hunters are so fucking good in that mode. Um, my strategy for the hunter was um <coughs> to start at speed, get smalls, get blue. And then whoever was in the duo lane, or not the duo, the solo lane, I would gank that person, hit them twice with an auto, and they'd die, basically. Pick up Totem, see if there's any jungle on the enemy side <laughs> that they didn't get. Go over to mid, get mid harpies, and kind of look to see where they're at. Because a lot of people, they think it's super fun to just rush mid. And they don't realize yeah. how quick you can get farm in that mode. And then you've got ultimate and they don't. So. Um, like I, I got Bakasura a couple times in those modes. Well, part um, of the reason is because Gold Fury used to spawn immediately. Mm-hmm. So you rushed mid to get Gold Fury within the first minute. Right. That's come. It used to be a strat. Like, because remember, I got Changa Diamond in that mode. It used to be a strat where oh, yeah. you just sit at the Gold Fury, and as soon as it spawns, we would just get it. We'll just immediately yeah. get it. Because a Changa and an Afro could Gold Fury within the first 15 seconds. 
I'm the old yep, map. But I, um, dude, you know how surprised I was when they finally brought Omni to the new map, and here I am sitting at Gold Fury. I'm like, when's it going to show up? <laughs> can be here any minute now. Like, All right, five minutes any, later. Any time, uh, but guys. guys shows up. I think it. <laughs> Is it five minutes? Five. It's five. Yeah, five. five. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Oracles right. spawn. That would be an but... interesting. That would be an interesting mechanic to have the Gold Fury show up center. Hmm. Hmm. It might. I'm be... trying to think the downs. It might. Would it snowball it... too early? Is that why? I'm not sure. Because then I feel like a death in duo lane. With a little pressure in mid would just be, like, the thing to do. Well, there's already pressure in mid. Jungle babysits mid. No, I mean, like, that would be the strat. Pressure out the enemy mid lane and make sure either the mid lane or the dual lane's dead, one of the two, and pressure the other lane, take the gold fear immediately. Yeah. But with the different furies now, I wonder... Because that initial. Yeah, do you really want an Oni Fury spawning at fucking under hey, five man, minutes? It, that would be scary. No, it'd be, it could, it'd be at 5.30 is the earliest. If you did it literally well, right not, away. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying drop it in at zero because then you just full team Gold Fury level one. You wouldn't not be necessarily. Kill it. It'd have too many yeah. protections and too much health and you wouldn't have enough power. But maybe drop it in at. Maybe two minutes. How long does it take for the jungler to run the short side of the jungle, get to mid, and start going over? What do you mean? You mean blue side? Short? Or, well... Yeah, do blue side. Uh, it takes about... Speed spawns at 22. Backs in blue are another 30 seconds-ish. So maybe a minute. Yeah, two and minutes sounds good. Give me a gold fury of two minutes. Then your speed is spawning 20 seconds after that, which is a problem, because you need to be on that farm. That's the question, Willow. Well, look, nobody's do nobody's We're rushing gold fury. Derailed here. <laughs> yeah, nobody's <laughs> rushing gold fury in two minutes. It's just not a thing. Uh, first of all, the it gold return is going to be minimal because of the way the scaling works. And second of all, it's going to be too tanky for you to do at such a low level. Because at two minutes, you might have boots, too, as a jungler. Anyways, I had, for these modes of the, mode of the days, a 16-5 and five on her, a 10-0 and 0 Artemis. Just slapping kids. You um, were fragging in M- MOTD. <coughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see here. Another good game. Uh, a lot of them were... My team is bad because while I went 13 and 9 or, you know, broke even, it and a lot of it depends on team comp too. Because if there is a Chang'a on the enemy team in one of the modes where you get max cooldown for free, she can just build power. And you can't really do shit about a full power Chang'a that's got 80% cooldown. Like you need your whole team to diver. Yeah, in no. In which it's... case, your healers in that game mode are dumb. The, the rest of the team is away, is alive. But I, think I feel that's targeted right now. 
I had, well, no, I had a 7 and 10. Well, it's a ra random modes, bro, where you can't pick your god. I'm fine if you get Chang'e and we didn't, like, she wasn't banned out or it's a mode where you can pick her. I'm fine with that. I heal, If one team gets a healer, it's so hard to win one of those game modes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Corrupted Arena. Been playing some Nox, popping popping the bubbles with that silence, land in my roots to set up the rest of my team. We win the round, go into the deathmatch afterwards. It's three people dead on each team. Uh guy on my team dies. I silence uh lock one of the enemy guys. He dies, dodging around, land another lock, and boop, relic off the edge. Last man standing. Won it from a team. Feels great. Nice, dude. GG's. <laughs> there, there's no moment that I think feels better than... Winning a game for your team? I've, I've got you rooted, and I'm going to use my relic to push you off the edge. <laughs> but I've been seeing a lot of... um. Was it Kumbakarna's come out because of how long they can CC you? I think, uh. Oh, Cupid's probably another good one in that mode. Fro? Can you attest to this? I'm not a I huge fan of Corrupted Arena. <laughs> I played a I little bit it. of it. I hate it. I played it. that one night where I played like I six or seven matches with that. Isaiah, Titan Isaiah. So, I got a lot of it, my angst out that day. But I've been I playing just, every I, once in a while. It, it's it's going to be hard for me to top playing with you, fella, and Stoffelmeister. Or Stoffmeister. That's that's the thing. Like, when you collectively make your teammate die six times by using Cruel Wind on him, no other game is going to top that. Especially when you, <laughs> you and Karma finally get killed in return to lose the game. Like, you just you just can't top that. You deserved it. Oh, oh, 100%. Dude, he would have went 9 and like 3 if it wasn't for us. Or like 8 and 3. He literally yeah. went negative because of us. Oh, <laughs> uh, what about toxic trolls? Gosh, get out of my games. Um, oh, we trolled the shit out. He even left game and then came back. And as soon as he got out of ace, I, I tried to cruel in him again. <laughs> Like, as soon as he got back. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> he juked it. He juked it. We're fine. Okay. 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 Trying to help but, him with uh, his mechanics. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. That's how Depp's, that's how Depp's been doing this week. Um, not too much to mention otherwise. Why don't we put a pause on things and head on over to our interview with our very special guest. Ataraxia. All right. Well, thank you, Ataraxia, for joining us for this very exclusive opportunity. You're more than welcome. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for those of our community who may not know, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Cool. Uh, my name is Nate. I'm uh, from Wales in the United Kingdom, and I've been a professional Smite player since, um, I guess, season one was the big break, but I've been playing since the start of the game pretty much nonstop since then. Well, all right, all right, and 
do we want to start right into the guest questions or uh i have a few questions before we go yeah i'll say i got a feeling willow's got some things to say all right (laughs) take it away willow um so previously you have you've been on titan which you got second at worlds season one um uh there's a team that i'm missing hungry for more was that Mm -hmm. season two uh season two Uh, was titan as well Oh, that's right. Season two was Titan as well. And then Hungry for More, uh, where you and Pretty Prime and Captain Twig all joined together. That's it, yeah. And that, turned into Obey and, at the end of that. Yeah, exactly. You turned into Obey. Obey, you were on for, what, three seasons? Three, four, um, and I five? Think so, yeah. It was the end of season, th- or like midway through season three, uh, four, and five, yeah. Yep. Uh, and now you have... With Pretty Prime not joining the SPL this year and Captain Twig going to rival with uh, PBM and Ataraxia and the, those guys, um, um, you have joined... Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Did, where did, did Captain I say Twig something go? Wrong? Captain Twig's playing on rival with PBM and Article. Did there, I say Ataraxia? There, yeah, you did. yeah, you did. Yeah, right, you did. Words are we hard. Can continue. We can continue now. <laughs> Um, you sorry, are now I'm not as with... heavily in the pro scene. I wanted to make sure and clarify because I'm like, hold up, this doesn't match what I thought I knew. Uh, yeah, sorry, my bad. Words are hard. No, no worries. Um, you, you are now playing with the Swedish duo and um the English lad himself, Harry. Uh, how's it feel to be on a team with those guys? Um, it's been pretty awesome. Um. The uh, Cubo and Trix, they're from uh, Denmark, and I've wanted to or, team with sorry, them. Sorry, the Denmark no, duo. No, don't worry about it. Um, but I've been wanting to team with them since like since I started, pretty much, because uh, we, we've known each other since the start, but because of like the way teams work and stuff, they were heavily invested with Lobster back then. I've been with Prime since all of it. It's never been able to mix up, you know, because people who play those roles, they need to, you know, you stick with those people, and then... Obviously, two midlaners can't play on the same team, so it never really happened. And it was something we talked about um, in Season 5, actually, with Prime, but we decided against doing it. Um, but then when it came to this season and the move to America, I had pretty much decided that the only reason I would play this year is if I got to play with Trickstank or with Amilzy again. Um, and, yeah. you know, thankfully, they, you know, these guys wanted to play with me. They were really excited. They wanted to bring someone with um, more leadership into the team to add some structure to the gameplay. Um, which was a huge, like, uh, bit of an ego boost for me that I was sought after, yeah. but it's been awesome. And Harry, of course, um, I played with him back in season three, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, when he yeah. was just going off. Exactly, yeah. Like me and me and Harry have always had um, a really, really good uh, synergy in game, and it's just, yeah, it's been awesome to play with him again. And every now and then we get these moments, like recently in the United set, where we just, the two of us are just there in a team fight and we just pop off and, and we do so well together. Yeah. So those moments in game, um, yeah, I've only really had that synergy with him and somewhat with Prime as well. So it's it's pretty great to play with that again. How's What's it like playing with a, a trio of frontliners that you just can stand behind and do whatever you want? It's pretty amazing, yeah. Um, like the start of the year, I remember saying in interviews a lot that... Um, the reason why, like, this is not like a BM thing, but Arkill is a very good ADC. Um, 
but I feel like anyone could look like an amazing top ADC because a lot of people called Arkel the best back then in season four and five mm-hmm. on Sundig, which is definitely justified. Um, but I think anyone could play a fantastic ADC on this team because when those three have got their synergy online and when they're working as a unit and everything's going as it should be, you have so much space. Like it's incredible, you know. Like you're completely looked after and you can just run those team fights. Now. You guys are all from Europe. You've you've played with each other on and off in ranked and in competitive play against each other. Um, what was it like bringing in a an NA mid laner like Herwin? Um, it's been it's been really good actually. I think that um, NA and EU. Uh, this is something that Tyler himself, Herwin, has been good to remind us of. But NA and EU have very different ways of looking at the game um, historically, and. I think that's been really important because usually the way that Smite has gone is that during the regular season, uh, EU was kind of dominated stuff. Like after like season two, pretty much, or during season two, EU kind of just started winning everything. Um, and that happened in season three as well with Energy winning back-to-back Worlds. And then season four and season five, NA have come up and they've, they've just won Worlds. You know, they would, I think, four and five, EU dominated all the lands and then it comes out, NA just win Worlds. And I think there's definitely... There's, there's like a, a work ethic difference for sure, but I think there's definitely like a value in how each region plays the game and it's been awesome to have uh, his viewpoint collapse with ours, you know, so that we have this uh, this better picture of how the game is and new ideas that we didn't have before. He's learned from us, we've learned from him, and I think that um, you can see other teams like Rival who have definitely benefited from the same thing where Twig and PBM being the big minds on that team have collaborated to outstanding success. So I got to ask, what would be one of the things that like the NA seem to prioritize more versus something that EU prioritize more that you kind of had to learn coming together? Uh, I'd say the biggest difference for me is that NA tends to prioritize the early game way more than, than EU did. I've always been, and this is reflected in my play style, that I think that the early game is it's it's less important because if teams are all playing at their peak performance, the best team is playing against peak performance, it will always go late game. It will always go mid game, it'll always go late game. And there's always comeback potential, especially with the new mechanics they've added. Um, and Tyler and a lot of NA players really value the early game. And um, some of them are very notorious for like F6 and scrims quite early because, not Tyler, but um, other NA teams, uh, because the, the start hasn't gone like it would. Um, so they've practiced that heavily, whereas in EU we usually have been more teamfight centric. So having that collapse of ideas has been really good. Fantastic. Um, I have to bring it up because it was such a big thing. You guys lose two sets to bottom end teams uh, in LG and SK. And I know, like, I don't want to take any credit away. They played those sets fantastically uh, and looked really good. I'm saying LG, but it was Obey, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, But then this week you come back and... We were recording on a Saturday. You guys played Thursday, Friday. This won't go out till Wednesday, but for all your listeners, last week in SPL, you guys came out and slapped Renegades 3-0 and then slapped EU 3-0. Um, how did it feel coming back after a tough week and playing Lights Out Smite? Well, the truth is it's it's been longer than a rough couple of weeks. Um I think that this this team is a, a team of very high highs and a team of very low lows, um, which is something that I've had to adjust to. Um, 
but it's it's not very consistent through the year and i think we we actually started a bit of a downward trend back in phase one when we actually lost to united and renegades back then um they were the first and only losses we had in that phase and then since then i guess it was like a bit before but we kind of dropped off motivation dipped um people played the game less myself included and scrims you know just got worse and worse and attitudes started collapsing and and colliding and stuff and it became quite uh quite awful um and that you know we kind of sat there i guess in mediocrity for a couple months we did okay against some sets we did worse against others and then everything kind of collapsed when we played against obey um because that is a set um even if we haven't been playing you know tip top stuff all of us expected us to win without much effort which is an ego thing and completely stupid given how competitive the season has been um but that is how you know we felt and i think that was the much needed uh kick up the ass to to do better basically like it was that was our symbolic rock bottom um all the bickering that had been happening in scrims all the terrible stuff it just had to stop you know like we had to everyone had to stop playing the game again put down wow classic uh, as addictive as it could be <laughs> and uh, just you know start grinding again and, and getting along and it, we had um it took some time you know we had uh i guess it was only a week but it felt like a month um yeah there was a lot of breakdowns you know people arguing with each other but we we eventually you know we weren't very confident coming into this week to be honest like we'd had some rough scrims um people still weren't perfect with each other but we we did all put the effort in because worlds is so close you know like now is the time to stop slacking and you know put this stuff behind us and become a team again um and i think that's that's what's happened so for us like winning these games it's symbolic because these are the teams that kind of started their downward trend when we lost to them so to beat them at the end uh, of our SPR run and you know feel like we're starting to come back to form is is really important for confidence levels um and i think it's brought us all closer together so we just got to remember you know what what brought us down there to begin with and what's brought us out of this and just keep working and working and working to make sure we're the strongest unit we can be for worlds because worlds has never won on individual players it's worth it's on teamwork you know the better team wins and we just got to keep that out of minds okay that's something we can definitely relate to a little bit because even even like granted we're not a pro team by any means or like pro anything we're just some podcasters but even we have a bit of a thing, you know, we'll, we'll butt heads every once in a while. Like Willow and I, both very opinionated, both very stubborn people. That's how we are. That's who we are. We've butted heads before, as inevitably is going to happen. But in the end, you know, we had to just kind of stop, talk about it, get together, and let's fucking settle this shit and get the podcast rolling and improving again. And you got to do that with, yeah. like, a lot of aspects of your life if you're if you're working with other people in general. 100%. I think those, like, especially in, in a team environment, those um, disagreements are actually really important, you know? Um, but it's just, like, being able to reconcile that, that after the argument is done, you don't take this personally, you know? This is just part of the work, and then you can you can get along afterwards. And that's something that um, me and Twig, in particular, were very good at on Obey, because we were on a team for a long time, and we were the big talkers on that team about ideas and stuff, and we would frequently argue with each other, but we never, ever, like... It never got personal. It was never horrible. And after we're done with it, like people would be sick of us arguing back and forth and no one giving an inch. But we would be happy, you know, like we would still be friends and we, you know, we can laugh about it and stuff. And I think that kind of relationship is super important. I 100% agree. Um, I got to 
I got to give shout outs to Biggie. He's been your guys' coach. He's been Diggs' coach for the last three years and is currently your guys' coach. Uh, what's it like having a coach like Biggie, who's been in the scene for a long time, knows that kind of role? What's he do for your team? Stuff like that. Uh, Biggie is, uh, he's been a really good coach and he's, he's a really just good person, honestly. Like, he's so easy to get along with. Like, uh, he's the guy I usually go out for a beer with more than anyone else. So, me and him get along really, really well. Um, but his, his, his coaching stuff is more challenging than others because of the personalities on this team. I think, uh, Trix Kivo and, uh, Harry Wrighty, uh, can all be challenging in their own ways. And he's had to learn over the years how to manage them as players. Um, which is definitely the biggest challenge. But I think Biggie's best thing is that when the team is working correctly, if it's like a really good environment, that's when he's at his best. Like he he comes up with like he'll come in after a loss in a in one of our best of five sets and say, guys, don't worry about it. I know the draft. I know what we need to do. This is what went wrong, and this is what we're gonna do. And it just clicks, you know. And that is that confidence that he comes in. You know, he doesn't he doesn't nitpick about stupid stuff. He just sees the big picture, what went wrong, what we need to fix and what we're going to do. And it's, it's so clear. And that confidence in between games, it's, it's awesome. It's inspiring. Awesome. Um, I've talked a lot. Do you guys have any questions? Depp or Fro? I was going to let us get through the guests and then see if I had any left over. Okay. Fro, do you have anything? Mm, okay. So, I don't really got a question, but I just kind of want you to say this because I run into it more than I should. Would you ever, as a hunter in the duo lane, not pick up Hunter's Blessing? Um, yes. Damn it. If, uh, it would <laughs> be, it would be super niche situations. Hunter's Blessing right, is the enough. best blessing in the game. Uh, there we go. Maybe Guardian's Blessing. But it is, um... The situation where I would do it is if you're like rushing boot start. So, for example, Jingwei is a thing I've done in the past where you like start this, I uh, start her on speed because your jungle is doing something else. Um, and then you can back by full boots and then run to lane. That kind of stuff. Um, but almost like I'd say 95% of the time you get Hunter's Blessing because it's a very, very good item. All right. There you go, people. You heard it. I think it's. Bye, Hunter's I... Blessing. Thank you. Bye, Hunter's <laughs> Blessing. I think Hunter's Blessing and Guardian's Blessing are the top two blessings in the game currently. And you can't change my mind. I promise you. Those two blessings are broken. Dude, okay. I, <laughs> I still get messages from people be like, will you nerf Guardian's Blessing? Tell them to nerf Guardian's Blessing. And I'm like, okay, first off, like, how bad do you want this Blessing? I know I understand it's still really good right now, but, like, supports need something. Come on. Yeah, don't take it away from me, please. I need it. All right, um, we're going to get into our guest questions from our, our listeners. Um, they are interesting. I've read over some of them. <laughs> some of them are very good, and some of them are very troll. Uh, but that's what you get when you come on our show. That sounds um, good to me. Depp, do you want to read some, and I'll read some? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll start us off here with Hulkamaniac's question. Is there a hunter god you would want to have reworked? If so, what would you change about that god? Ooh. Um, a hunter that I'd want reworked. I think... Okay, so I've got... There's two two answers to this, I guess. Um, if it's kit-related, um, I would say... I would like tweaks to Kurnanos. Because Kurnanos is uh, one of my favorite hunters. I've got three favorite hunters. Kurnanos, Scotty, and Jingwei. Um... 
and Conan Oas is one where I feel like his stances, you know, his uh, seasons, I feel like that could be so cool if they like augmented abilities. Um, but Ooh. outside of that, like I think he's super fun, so I wouldn't really want him to change. But that that would be the slight thing. But the absolute number one thing I would not change about any hunter ever is Cupid needs a remodel because he has such a cool kit, <laughs> but no one plays him because he's a fat, ugly baby and he's annoying as shit, and no one likes him. And if he just had like a cool Eros skin kind of deal, like it would be awesome. But he doesn't, and no one plays him, and he sucks. I but as I, a Cupid he actually main... might be broken. He just might be broken. Like you. You know, but no one's gonna play him because he's he's that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been I've been fucking saying it for fucking months, people. <laughs> Cupid's busted. He's great. But I totally agree because I didn't start spamming Cupid heavily until he got his goblin skin. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I like the uh, the mad scientist one. That's the one that did it for me. I like the sound of his autos. But yeah, I just like I, he's I got such a good. The kit. sound of the kit. vials, the potions, it gets me. I don't know why. It's oh, just really? one of them sounds that's just like that is annoying. I get that with uh, Scardi autos on her base skin. I always have to use like a different skin because on her base skin, they have that, um, do you know that sound of like when you walk on snow and that, 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 yep. that cringe Crunch. sound that a lot of people hate? Yeah. People don't like, I like the feeling, but I hate the sound. And though, those autos have that, that sound and I, 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 I hate it. Just the Scardi autos. I 100% agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to I use, use a different skin. I use the... Um, the polar rescue one with the the I can't think of the name of the dog now. Saint Bernard. But anyway, yeah, the Saint Bernard one. Um, because I can't stand the sound of her normal autos on her base skin. Yeah. It's so obnoxious. Hundred percent agree. Um. All right. So Coffin Monkey comes in. He says, "Make me diamond somebody by only playing them in the solo lane." Diamond what is someone by only playing them in solo lane. It's not really a question, but I guess pick a god. <laughs> I give advice. I think uh, is it a challenge thing or just a regular thing? I, I think I guess. he, li- I okay, guess he likes to just get diamonds, right? so I think he just wants you to name a god so he can get a diamond. He, he should do Sylvanas. There you go. I feel like that's Sylvanas. The there you go. Yeah. Yep. Full damage, mage Sylvanas. Nice. All Full right. damage. He <laughs> one shots. He one shots. He's I know he does. At like one twenty-five percent. It's insane. It's so dumb if you get hit by that. But then you just melt because you can't get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is the downside. Well, all right. Next question. Baseball 5516 asks, who is your favorite non-traditional carry to play in the long lane? What changes would it take to stop this invade meta? Um, My favorite non-traditional carry is, uh, or was, I guess, because you can't do it anymore, was Mercury. But with the the change of Golden Blade, he just doesn't clear the minions well enough anymore. So, but he was my favorite. I used to play him a ton in season one and season zero. Um, but unfortunately, he does not cut it anymore. So outside of that, um, I guess it would be. I like Merlin a lot recently, but I don't think I'm I'm not that good at it. Kukulkan with the next patch though could be insane. Watch for that one. He on might be. Stage. He might be insane. I'm waiting yeah. for that change. That seems a bit drastic. I feel like he should be in that long lane with the current pro meta. Like I feel like he could yeah. do some some nasty work there. Um, and what was the second half of the question? The invade meta. Um, invade meta. Yeah. I guess there's there's like this one's a tough one to fix, right? Because you know invading is an important part of mobas. So maybe it's just. I mean, it's not fun for us, but maybe viewers enjoy it. That's what we heard in Season 3, because Season 3 prepping for that was awful. But good at the same time. Like, we learned a lot in scrims, but there was a lot of, like, quick restarts and stuff. Um, 
So the invade meta is like, maybe it's just a part of Smite and maybe it should exist. But if it was to stop, then I think the best way to change it would be... Uh, one common thing we hear is that maybe you lock people in base so that you... Um, you can't leave, and then the furthest you could get across the map, basically you couldn't reach the enemy speed buff before uh, you know they would have been able to kill it in time. So that kind of just stops invades. But I don't know whether that would be cool or not, you know, because that kind of limits creativity. But it mm. would probably be better for the casual and ranked player base. Um, but yeah, I feel like option... that's a. Oh, go on. I feel like that's a change that just benefits casual players. Yeah, that's like in what the I pro think, meta. Right? Yeah, in the pro meta. You want to be able does to get it, out there and put a little vision down. Does it really, Willow? Because don't you remember some of the great games we had where we decided we're going to play like fucking idiots and four-man gank the speed buff? Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's fun. Like, I, yeah. But like the I, average player isn't doing that. Not, yeah, I guess it'll get rid of their, like, the top-end pro strats, but I just feel like on the low end, even, it'll just kind of remove a lot of fun. Yeah, it definitely could. I this is like the debate, right? Like whether it's worth it or not. Because I've been playing a lot of casuals recently, and whenever I see a jungler, he gets invaded, and then he just has no idea what to do at that point, you know? And to be fair, there isn't yeah. a lot you can do if you don't react well at the start. And then you're kind of like, is that person even having fun because a Hercules of Boots 2 came over and killed him and stole his buff at the same time, you know? So it's, it's a tough I literally one. did that. I literally did that in a game earlier this week oh, where there's three you. people. Shame on you, Willow. There's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, there's three people on speed buff. I still blinked past, <laughs> driving strike the buff, cleared it, and ran around. They There was three people chasing me for the first 15 minutes of the game. Or for 15 seconds of the game. After I still, oh, still no, 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 no. 15 seconds? That's a fucking understatement, Willow. All right, so... First off, they spotted him walking up to this, like yeah, they way ahead of time, like and did nothing. The three of them just kind of sat there and just stared at him <laughs> until it spawned. He waited for them to start clearing it, blinked in, took it, stole speed buff. So he's got his T two boots and the speed buff. Runs all the way around over to their red buff. They're all three still chasing. Runs to our red buff, and they finally drop off when our team gets over there. Cue the Benny Hill like, music. Wow. Yeah, right. I had like. I had list literally like 100 health at one point, and I just double potted and kept running because I had speed buffs, so they couldn't catch me. That's actually a good fit. Uh, fix that you mentioned that double potting. They, that could be a fix, like stop the ability to double health up because that would yeah, definitely I, drastically reduce the ability to... Because like, that's one of the reasons why the support can outtrade the jungler is one, because Assassin's yeah. Blessing doesn't help against players, and two, because they have double health pots and the jungler doesn't. So they can always like outtrade regardless uh, of what character they are. I'd like you to tell your solo laner when you're done here that he can no longer pop two health pots at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead and record Harry that reaction and send it to us. We'll insert it right here. Oh. <laughs> uh. I, I still think the best change is to just move speed buff to 30 second or spawn time with everything else. That's, yeah, that's, that's one. just my, in my opinion, the best. Because then you can like, you can like, you know, roulette randomly pick a buff to uh, stand that and then hope the support isn't there, you know? Yeah, exactly. You always get a good start. All right. So Ash Bastion comes in and says, if you can make a skin for any god, what would it be? A skin for any god. I am I'm about as creative as a brick, so this is going to be a tough one for me. Might need some help on this one. Maybe well, you guys should tell me Well, do we have ideas. a skin for you? There is oh, a we have one Battleground PT <laughs> Police Ymir. Okay. 
and uh we got maybe some uh some cell bars for his his wall cell bar or barricade how they got like or the barricade yeah yep either works yep and his two throw out some spike strips his mm-hmm, mm-hmm, three mm-hmm. you know a comic book freeze pops up and he blows on his whistle yeah like I straight like up that. comic book style just freeze yeah yep and uh, for his ultimate, you got the uh, red and blue flashing lights and a siren going off. Oh, that sounded that that would be that would be pretty so, thick skin. All right, we we, we haven't decided <laughs> either because we go back and forth whether we want the American style police officer or more of like an English Bobby, because both look good, right, with the Billy Club. Yeah, but I do Man, like the English Bobby with the big hat. I think that could be pretty cool. You might be biased with this, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where we get torn, though, because the Bobby might look cool. But, <laughs> but then... Hindu agreed what, the Bobby Hindo, would look yeah, cool. Yeah, Hindu. Well, Hindu, he's biased, too. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he suggested that for the VGF, or the VXG, that he drives around in a little police car from, like, Smite Car. That is... Yeah, That that's... I mean... You need to ship this to the to the skin team right away. Like that that is a winner right there. I swear VXGs are what make they make skins these days. Like the best skins have the best VXGs. And You're that not is wrong. the best one I've heard by far. I'm gonna steal it. That's my idea. That's the skin I'd want. Please, I don't, I don't <laughs> even give a shit. If it gets made, I don't care. Like I've already like, yeah, I, right? I may have already talked to Ajax about this and he told me no. <clears throat> but he's a horrible man if he said no to that. We need to pitch it. So, if you haven't heard, HRX is doing a pitch your idea yeah. to the Smite devs, and we we have to pitch this skin. You do. Like, the community is already yelling at us okay, to do okay. it. Okay, okay, so Willow, is that what we're what doing? We're, we're we going to call arms mid-interview right now? Pitch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've already asked us to. I I put a I put a tweet out on Twitter and the 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 like three people responded. You have to um, put in the bot G in your skin. All right. <laughs> well, uh, I tried. Right, so I, I did my thing. Sorry. Well, you did it on your end, but if we get enough people to do it at HRX, then uh, that's a whole different story. All right, Ash Basham says, uh, "Do you like anime?" I do not know. I have uh, I watched Dragon Ball Z when I was younger, which was really cool. I like that. Uh, and since then, I've watched season one of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Does that count as anime? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll give it to you. And that was that was good too. I enjoyed that. Um, but it just not really my thing, honestly. I've got nothing I against it. I just haven't really invested the time into it. All right, so I'm skipping the next few questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> he follows up with, "Which god is your smite waifu?" Um, is that like that's wife, right? Basically, yeah, basically. Who uh, do you love? I guess it's got to be Scotty, right? It'd be weird if I said Jingwei, so we're definitely gonna say Scotty. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So his last question is: If you were able to be sponsored in another game, what would it be? Oh, um, like to play professionally? Yeah, I guess. Um. Oh, that's a good one. Actually, um. I don't know if this counts, but I would love to do uh, method rating with World of Warcraft. I know a lot of people oh. say, why the fuck would you want to do that? That sounds awful. But I just that, because I used to do a hardcore rating before I did Smite, and I loved it. Like, um, 
So I would right now that that's what I would choose. But back in the day, it would be StarCraft. I played StarCraft two before this, and I think I always say that the only reason I was ever any good like competitive mindset wise in Smite is because of StarCraft. Um, yeah, I I poured so many hours strategy. into that, like watching my own replays back. I used to watch Day Nine religiously. Uh, who is the best person on the planet, and no one can tell me otherwise. He's just a living saint. And yeah, a lot of the stuff that he taught on his shows back then is why I can, why I think I'm quite a level-headed person when it comes to a team environment and can improve on myself. Um, but like, nice. I've never worked harder for anything in my entire life than I did when I played StarCraft back then. Like, I grinded all day, every day. I got to Masters in Europe, which I'm so proud of. It's not even the highest tier. Like, Grand Masters is higher, but I just... And I don't think I could ever do it again now. Um, but back then, it would be awesome like, to play that. Did you get carpal tunnel from clicking so much? Oh, I did not know. <laughs> Maybe it's coming in a few years. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, you're up, Dip. All right. SLM Gilly's got a long one for us here. He says, hey, man, I love you. Still one of my favorite hunter players in the game. Top three easily. First time he uh, met slash saw you play live was Season 4 World soloing Fire Giant with triple lifesteal <laughs> Oler. First off, how did you get that sexy? <laughs> uh, I was just born with it, you know? <laughs> Second. Perfect. What is it going to take to get a game with you and... Uh, he's, he, English seems like a problem here. Hold on. I think he was a little antsy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, could I think you show he wants, me something that I... Yeah, maybe like, um, I guess like a coaching session is what he's... Uh, I don't do coaching sessions. About. Um, <laughs> no. I've, people have asked a, long, a lot of time, but I just, I feel like for me, um, I don't like to half-ass anything. And I think if I did coaching sessions while doing this, it wouldn't be... A full investment you know so i've always i do i don't want to take people's money for that kind of stuff if i'm not gonna be able to like fully commit to it okay. uh i think he has one more question how the hell do you keep a cool head in a horrible meta we have nowadays because we are supposed to in be in i yeah. holy yeah, gilly yeah he <laughs> it wasn't just me how do you well. keep a cool head uh, well, I'll be honest, it's a bit easier for me than the rest of you because I get paid to play the game, which is yeah, always true. an easy incentive. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I've never really hated any metas. Um, I just kind of like, you gotta, you got to like it, right? Because if you don't like something, you're just not going to be as good at it. So I always try and, you know, enjoy it as best as I can. So, uh, but that's that's a that's a mindset thing. I, I don't really have any good advice for keeping a cool head. Um I, I, yeah, I just say try have fun with it. Really, like if if it's really getting you down, just join in. You know, be part of the problem. I guess like just get those boots to on, start invading <laughs> people, just do something wild. Like I think right now, especially because it's such a wild meta, you can beat. You can uh, what's the the saying? March to the beat of your own drum. Just do whatever you want, and it it'll probably work out. To be honest. Seriously, look at the no blessing jungle start. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, meta doesn't, you know, right now, like, between now and Worlds, who knows what's going to change in the game, so. Just do what makes... We're going to have Kakalkin long lane. Yeah. Probably. I'm going to try. <laughs> 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 All right, listen, Tricks. 
I'm gonna play Kukulkin. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie, it'll work, I promise. I mean, he has the coolest skins in the game, which has to account for something, right? Oh, that I agree. That Some skin of skins advantage with here. the T5. Not being able to <laughs> catch thing will the get animations instantly. Yeah. I was gonna say you're not allowed to play that one, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Next question. All right, so Air- okay, you got it. Well, I got it. I got it. Ariel Seal comes in. What's your favorite recent meme? Recent meme. Um, um. Okay, so this is this is a weird one. I'm not very good at internet stuff. Like uh, when it comes to like, like Twitch culture and stuff like that and memes, I I tend to be kind of slow to the party on them i'm not really on the cutting edge of that stuff so um i, I do like memes with animals is uh is my my generic vague answer but <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm not very i don't keep up for it as much as i probably should given that my career is based on the internet that's my right. shameful admission <laughs> oh i like the joker um, one actually because i just watched the joker film and the dancing one oh the yeah Andy joker like, that's pretty cool uh, he says, uh, which one do you wish would die already? Like, is there a meme that you've seen that you just wish would go away? Um, no, not really. I haven't really, I don't know. None of them seem that awful to me. Good. Uh, and then lastly, which one was your favorite? Like, which one would you wish would come back around as a popular meme? Um, is that cat one still going? I don't. I don't like. I'm. I'm really grumpy cat. Stuff. No, no. The one with the cat and there's that woman like she's screaming and the cat's just sat. Oh, there that on one. The table. Is that still? Yeah, going? that one keeps coming back. Yeah, I like that every one. once in a while. You I see guess it. that would be my favorite. Actually, I like that one a lot. <laughs> it is good. Uh, all right, Depp, you're up. I got this one. All right. Okay. All right. Adios. No, oh, I got. I got to step. Yep. Okay. Because I got to okay. preface this with Adios is an Icelandic hard ass, right? Yep, <laughs> and he's the sexiest very voice unimpressed on when it comes to people's choices. What is your favorite beer? If oh, this is not beer. a good answer, you and your team will have a curse on you for the next seven years. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, where is he from? He's from Iceland. Iceland. Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't pronounce the name of the city. Don't don't ask me to do that. Well, I have recently, like in the last couple of years, gotten uh, a lot more into beer. When I was younger, I just didn't like the taste of it at all. But I guess as you get older, you kind of do. Um, and I routinely get gifts from my mum and my girlfriend, like uh, these beer selection beer crates where they give you like beer from across the world or um, across the UK. Um, so I'm going to be bad with names because I am generally just, I have a terrible memory. Like I, it's, I can't remember last week, never mind specifics. So... There was this one unusual beer that I had in one of these, which was a watermelon-infused one, which doesn't sound great, uh, like it doesn't, but it was actually fantastic. So that was like, that was the most interesting beer I had, which I really liked, but I don't know if you'd want too much of it. Um, if I go out for a meal in the US, uh, they usually have Blue Moon on draft, which I'm quite partial to. I think Pale Ales is generally my, uh, my go-to, um, so I like that one. Um, and recently, the most recent beer I had was the Sam Adams Oktoberfest, which is on seasonal draft right now, which is pretty good. Too. Very good. But um, there's this actually there's this fantastic beer. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's in really close to where we play um, for the SPL. Uh, there's like this retail area, and there's a beer garden place which is open all day. So like when our games end early, we usually go there, and they have this like two-page menu of like millions of different beers and stuff. So that place has been awesome to go to to try loads of different stuff. And there's this one nice. which I ordered 
maybe two years ago when I was with Obey, um, and it was disgusting. I, I picked it because it was the highest percentage on the menu, and I just wanted to see what it's like, and it was disgusting. It was awful. <laughs> and then, and I, it was the worst beer I've ever had in my life. And then this year, we came back in, like, it was after one of our first sets. We came there with the Dig Boys. I said, yeah, this place is awesome. Let's go there. And then I was, like, looking at the menu. And I didn't even look at the percentages, but I picked that beer based on the name. And it was the exact same one, and it was disgusting still. And I can't believe <laughs> I fell for it twice. Like, I actually can't believe it. Oh, no. Yeah. I, it was, like, I, I instantly got the flashback. And all, like, all of the stuff that happened back then and how, oh, it was just awful. Oh. I, I have had a watermelon beer. They are good. I was right? I, I had a sample of it. I was extremely surprised. I ha- I ended up having to order it after I tried the sample. I was like, this is so good. Yeah. It's sweet, but like hoppy still. It was so good. Worth. I've only ever had the one, so I don't know what it's like on regular consumption, but I, I enjoyed that one a lot. Like it left a, a really memorable uh taste for me. Yeah, I don't think I would want like a six pack of them, you know. No, or no. just like that's the beer I drink for a night. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, all right, Deb, since you got skipped, you can do this one. All right, Stoffmeister. Who is the toughest player to lane against, and what is it that they do that makes it tough? Okay, this is a, this is a really good one. Um, I would say the toughest lane opponent, historically, was Emily 2. I think right now it's not the case, um, but in the past it was Emil, because Emil would always play in a way... Uh, you've probably heard other people say this before, but he plays in a way where you always think that someone is there to back him up. Like you, like he plays in a way as if someone's ganking you, or that you know someone's in the jungle, so you can't play up on him. And he plays like an idiot, basically. That's the general gist, as everyone say that he plays like an idiot. Because when you look at the replay afterwards, no one was there, and and that is the most challenging playstyle. Because if you play up into that and someone is there, then you're, you're screwed. Yeah, and yeah. I think that in the past. It was easier to deal with that because adapting was a jungler who is typically not much of a duo ganker. Um, and it's a shame that, because I think Emil is like, because he took the break at the start of the year and he's gone on holiday quite a lot this year, like he's still an absolute beast when he practices, but when he's out of practice, um, he, that, that slips. And Ice Ice, who is his current jungler, is probably one of the best duo gankers. Him and Scream, I'd say, are the best junglers for ganking duo. And Fred, clearly, after last set. Um, did you are you forgetting Sanford Soccer the two the two or level two gank duo? Yeah, I mean last year for sure, but this year he's not really been around that much. Yeah, no, he hasn't. Just been good. He hasn't been me. in duo as much. But yeah. I, th- I think like if Emil could like refine that style and bring it back with Ice Ice, like he would absolutely destroy everyone in duo right now. Um, but the the most over the years, like the most tough one, including recently, despite that team's success, is Barracuda. Um, he's got a very, very good duo style. Um, I think he is, for me, he's the best laner I've played against. But usually I only play against him at the end of tournaments. So that is obviously when they're playing the best and stuff like that. But for me, Barracuda is the best laner. Which is not an answer a lot of people would say, I imagine. But that's that speaks to... Yeah, he knows how to you got a lot of people perfectly. out here like, Oh, Barracuda and Jeff are dragging them down. Like, I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. Every time sure. I like hear anyone, like I'm in a chat or anyone's ever talking about Space Station, they're always just picking about how every player's the worst and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like, it's, well, it's awful. Do you guys understand that any of these guys would utterly shit on all of us here? 
Like I think yeah, the, the right. space station stuff, like it really, it, it kind of hurts your heart as well because they've been getting this. Like even when they'd come semifinals and worlds, they still get these appalling messages on the on the subreddits and stuff, and they get it way like Barry and Jeff in particular. They get it way worse than any other player, and their teams get it way worse than any other team. Even though you know they they got to semifinals and worlds and stuff, and it's just it's never good enough. And that like I can't imagine how taxing because this is already quite a stressful. I know we play video games all day, blah blah blah. Uh, it's it's easy. But like when it comes to the stages and performances and making sure you get results, um, like it can be extremely taxing, like mentally and and anxiety and that kind of stuff. So dealing with that has to be like he has it worse than anyone for a fact. Like it must suck. Do you think there's a stigma because they won Worlds one? It like could they be, just yeah. To, like they he's had that to bar win. to meet and they never have since. Like it's yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. Even though, like, they've played really, really sick at, like, like some of the best might sets have been them versus the world champions, right? Like, uh, yeah, NRG, right. like, two years in a row. So. And I know they've fallen off recently, but they've always played at a top tier when it matters. Exactly, late in the season. yeah. Even, like, they they always make worlds, right? And they always, like, at least yeah. get quarterfinals, so. And nothing, yeah, now that they Which, got Alpha Jackal as their coach, too, it's like, these are, like, some of the biggest, like faces in the community that everyone loves and like i just i don't know i just don't get it where it's like you just get so much hate sometimes it's like holy shit that was out of left field yeah exactly i i honestly think that they would perform better if the community would just support them more you know i guess they get the support on the streams and stuff but um it definitely can't help when you like you know you're on a losing streak and things aren't going well and then you turn into the reddit and then they're just saying just retire already you know like it's horrible um, all right, so Stoffmeister says, uh, who is the best ADC player right now, and who do you think is the best in history? Best in history? Well, he says right now and in history. Okay. Um, well, I have to say myself, because mentally, like, you have to believe you're the best. Um, but if I, <laughs> exactly. take, if I take the stupid ego answer out of the way, um, I think that right now uh like this 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 phase i'd say cyclone spin has been really really good i think this meta is perfect for him um he's had like one of the most varied role careers in smite he's played in a bunch of different roles so the understanding of matchups and all that kind of stuff is perfect for him right now so and he and he's also got a perfect backing cast with um scream and a roar excuse me both of them are really really good at playing the map and making sure that he gets ahead so Cyclone is looking fantastic right now. Uh, best in history, definitely Emily too, um, without a doubt for me. I think like he was absolutely influential in season three and season two worlds. He definitely like the thing about Emil like is he will do anything for the win, right? He doesn't care if he's zero eight and then five k play damage. Like we saw recently this year, he'll just go and yeah, as you say, he did and nothing and won the game. <laughs> exactly, like he won the game. Like he he his individual stuff, regardless of everything came before, he still pulls it out and wins. And that kind of stuff. He a lot had of players the don't lowest have. player damage in the game. Yeah, yeah. and still won the game. <laughs> exactly. So like Emily, too, historically for sure would be the best. I think that that's undeniable. He's had the most results. Um, and even though he has his ups and downs, like his ups are massive. So I agree, and I I agree with you on Cyclone Spin right now. I think he's playing on a team that knows how to play with him and just let him farm and come to team fights at fifteen to twenty minutes and. Just dumpster kids. Exactly. Solar yeah. Troll has been an extremely good addition because he gets them through the mid game, and Venado has been playing the role role player that he needs to be. And Scream and Aurora are 
two of the best jungle uh, support duo I've seen since the early tricks Kivo playing yeah, together. They, they they play them up so well. They make you scared all the time. Scream Store in particular, like he's a oh, monster on that character. Scary. Yeah. So I I mean that it's players do well. Like I think when it comes to ADC players, long lanes in general, like a lot of it does come down to like team support and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Cyclone is using that incredibly well, and there's no doubt in my mind that he's like exactly. telling them stuff to do. Um, but also he does get like, and then that's their playstyle, right? He comes over and he just wins team fights because he's that good. So he is this this exactly. meta is perfect for him, and he still wins one v ones. Like he if does, you yeah. give him a character who can win a one v one, he is going to win that one v one. In he line. will indeed. All right, I'll uh, I'll finish this off here. Um, Stofmeister in Colorado had basically the same question. They asked, "What's your favorite meta, or was your favorite meta?" Hmm. I don't know, actually. I think, um... I was going to say probably the one where everyone was doing the Ataraxia build, right? <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> no, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh... Touche. Touche. <laughs> I was referring I think... to the uh, Kinsai's Oboe Season 4, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, I quite like, um... I don't know. Like I said in one of the earlier answers, like I just like the... I tried to like every meta so I can be invested in it, you know, so I can do my best because I really think that enjoying something is a big part of success. So I kind of like them all. I do think that the Season 3 Worlds was awful but also awesome because it was quite similar to this, but all the invades and stuff were so focused around the other side of the map. We just played stuff like Freya, Jingwei, Kronos, Sol and got so farmed but we were bigger than everyone else because right now like we're just as big as solo laners or if duo kind of gets camped a bit then mid laners get a lot more farm so it's, it varies but usually right now there's two big people right but in season three worlds there was just one big person and it was the adc oh. which was awesome so I when they were finally the season where you were finally able to play amc and just like sit in lane because mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody bothered you Actually, uh, season one I really liked as well because we had sprint two and sprint three, which was completely broken. Ah, it was a sixty-second cooldown. Gas pedal build. Fatalis, <laughs> yeah, sixty-second cooldown Fatalis, which also made you slow me in. So that was bonkers. That was insane, and we've never been as good since. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone has a perpetual hate from... for ADC since that time. Hey, you guys have had some good metas. You can't complain. You had Golden Blade. Or Golden Bow. That was not fun. That was awful. <laughs> that was We terrible. hated that much, as much as you did. <sighs> um, Alright, last question from Colorado. He says, also, are you a Magic the Gathering fan? Um, Historically, no, but I recently got into with Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, It was like at the start of the year. I played a ton. Um, Invested quite a lot into it. And then when we moved, I kind of like, because when we moved over, we didn't have the house ready immediately. Um, so we were living yeah. in an Airbnb, so we just like went to the studio to practice and play our games, and then we'd chill out and do other stuff. So I didn't actually, I wasn't able to play, and I kind of lost my groove and never really played it again since then. But I, I really enjoyed it. I got super into it, so I'm definitely looking to like now is when I should be playing, right? Because they just did the whole um, new set stuff. Update. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just need to get the feeling again. But I, I did really, really enjoy it. Like I haven't really been into card games that much, and that. What one are your favorite colors? Me. Hmm? Favorite color? What were your favorite colors? Yeah, not blue. 
Not blue. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Either blue's, one of, blue's like so my funny. favorite, if not second favorite. <laughs> like it's tight. Blue black. I'm such a big fan of both. I, Why I not hate blue? blue. Uh, because no one, no one likes the uh, instant counter spell stuff. That's just super. Bullshit! Gone, I run gonna, four I've of them. What do you really mean cool no one thing? likes them? <laughs> yeah, That's the thing me. about blue. Everybody loves it or hates it. I like I like parts of blue. I just don't like that part of blue. Like I played um, is it Drake's quite a lot, which is blue red. That was fun. Um, but there wasn't a lot of counter spell. It was mostly for the milling. Um, yeah, I'd say that's more mill burn usually if you go. Is it? Yeah, uh, Boris Angels is also white red. I, that was I think white red is usually the ones I go towards. I just like that kind of playstyle, you know, minions and and burn damage, bit of healing. I hear you. I was a fan of uh, blue black, but I played anything but green. That's the one I didn't like. I just didn't like green. Really? It's like big minions. I guess yeah, big guy's cool in five turns, maybe. <laughs> and then this blue asshole over here spends two mana and counter spells it and I'm like, well, that was fun. Yep. It's always the blue <laughs> asshole. Honestly, like Teferi <laughs> is the least fun card in the game. I don't know if he's still in it right now, because I haven't played in a in a long few months, but Teferi can I hate Teferi so much. It was so unfun. Do? I don't I don't know. I've been one, I've been out like, of the loop for like three years. But. Oh, okay, he's a, he was a planeswalker, and you um, he ba- it was basically like infinite card draw. I can't remember specifically what it was, but he was so annoying, and he was so overpowered. Like every deck would like splash to put him in. Oof. I'd have to check what it was again, but he was like it, it was basically he got free card draw and free. He got mana back. That was it, I think. Like he could you untapped all your tap mana and your end phase, so you could drop all your stuff, and then you'd still have mana for your counter spells on the enemy's turn. Something to that effect, anyway. Ooh, I'm sure someone watching is going to correct me, but he was he was broken. Honestly, yeah, there used to be an artifact deck back way in the day that you used artifact lands and unwinding clocks to untap your shit. Mm. So you basically had the same effect, and yeah. it's, yeah. it was strong. Attach that to a planeswalker who's got other stuff attached to him. Oof, I could see. I could see. All right, so since we're Battleground of the Gods, a Magic the Gathering podcast. <laughs> uh, it would be Battleground. Right. It would actually probably be like Planes of the Gods. That's a good name. All right. I'm sure that somebody will make that Trademarked. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Real talk, there is a Magic the Gathering podcast out there called Mana Pool, and I'm like, all right, that's a pretty dope name for a Magic podcast. Yeah. I think all right, Deb, you had some questions? No, I was just going to say, I think that's all that uh, we had from our guests, and they covered it pretty well. I can't... Wait, I did have one more thing before we sign this okay. out. Okay, yep. I would just like to actually thank you, Ataraxia, for actually... You put out a tweet saying that if any content creator wanted to uh, get a hold of you to come on to do anything or whatever, work with you, that they're more than welcome to. And I, uh, as a smaller content creator, would like to just personally thank you uh, for that because it is pretty, pretty cool opportunity. I know doing things like this isn't everybody's shtick, but definitely Honestly, appreciate thank it. Thank you. Like I've I've always loved doing this kind of stuff, um, and I think it's important that I do as well because I'm so uh, shit on the streaming side of things because that is something that I really do not enjoy at all. Um, but I've always wanted to kind of do more for the community stuff like this so it's it's something i should have said a long time ago but i do enjoy doing it so thank you very much for having me on 
I I could literally talk to you about Smite for hours and talk to you about Pro League for hours, but He's I will do that girl. to you. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Ask Fro, we, when we play together, I always rock the Dig icon. I have the Dig ward. I, I, I am a Dig fanboy. Ever since Trix and Cuvo joined Dig and with Harry and Zeros and Adirac, or Ark, I'm going to say it again. Article. I have been a Dig fanboy. Um, of course, I always love Space Station because Jeff Hinla is my boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a support player, but I I've been following Dig since they since Tricks, and um, I just, it's it's so nice to hear a player from the team talk about the team, uh, like some of your struggles, some of the the goods and the bads, and um, just enjoying being on a team together. Uh, so I could literally talk to you for hours. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, honestly. Little known fact about Willow that I don't think we ever even brought up on the podcast is that he used to be a mod in Trix's disc or stream for like fucking ever. Before he, um, yeah, uh, I won't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> the incident. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I used to be a big Trix, uh, fanboy. Um, and I was for Lasbra too. And I think Trix got me into Lasbra and I, I, I've been following him too. Um, but yeah, I, I've been, uh, a dig fanboy ever since then. So I appreciate you coming on more than, you know, it's, it's been awesome. Honestly, thank you for having me. Oh, we appreciate you. Um, do you want to give any shout outs uh, or and tell us where or tw- tell the fans where they can find you? Plug your uh, info. Yeah, I uh, don't really know my app. What is it? Is it at Adorexiogg? I'm yeah, on Twitter. Actually, underscore gg. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if you want to find me, you can. It won't be too hard. Uh, but the the only thank you I do at the end of everything is um, thanks to everyone who watches uh, esports, like whether it's Smite or you know league of legends csgo big or small i don't care like yeah the only reason i get to do this job which is the dream job is because people tune in and they watch and they support it so without you guys i wouldn't be living my dream and i am eternally grateful so thank you to everyone who supports esports gosh love that guy dude he was great that was a great interview i'm really glad we had him on i had a good time it was really neat to see all of his introspectives and everything Alrighty, well, let us get into the Hat of Purgatory. Now, for G, I believe you volunteered for Auto Attack Jean-Cui. Yep. Yep. Am I right in saying that? How did mm-hmm. that go? Yep. I forgot. You forgot? <laughs> I you totally you were, forgot. You drink- I'm not gonna lie. You were drinking and you, you know, forgot you know, what you did. <laughs> Depp, do you know when I got reminded that I needed to do this? When right now? About 15 seconds ago. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> You're My bad. bad. My bad. In the episode, you go, "Yeah, I'll do this one. It's fine." Yeah, because I like Jean Quay. I'm like, this sounds fun. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll still do it. Don't get me wrong. I I just uh, I may. Have well, next week I guess we're going to be talking well, about this hat of purgatory. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll talk about this one and we'll uh, we'll we'll pull up a a new one. Um, yeah, we'll throw another one in. There's one in the in the podcast editing chat. It's the vampire build, which I don't think we've done yet. 
Now, we, well, really, I want to hold off from it because it's like, I think, who was it? Mast? Mast put out a video on it forever ago. But not really forever ago. There's a couple months ago. And last, and it was like right around when we came up with the idea at the same time. It's like, well, yeah. Because I forget. But I think it's been long enough, so let's do it. It's like, oh, you copied this. And it's like, well, literally didn't know about it. Let's just oh, do it anyway. This looks like a Hercules build. I like the Achilles. Do you want to do it, Deb? Deb's, Boys, Deb's I'm down. telling Deb you. Deb likes life still. I play Shock. And Ooh, this Shock would be would beast. annihilate on him because I already kind of picked that up anyways. And you, you usually Yo. want to throw crushers in this build too, by the Yo, way. Yo, you know what I heard? I heard take this into duel, Deb. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, watch out. Even though no defense, that can be though. completely countered. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, I'm trying to brain blast. Who's got the vampire skin? Uh, I know Scylla and Mage. Or Scylla and Chala, does. who else got it? Kukulin does. Who's got a vampire skin? Oh, I guess yep. it's a werewolf skin. He turns into a werewolf. Well, Same no, concept, he's got the count, the count one, right? That's Baron. No, that's Count Baron. Baron. Oh, fuck. I think oh, that you could on. do the where. Let's call it the werewolf build, because werewolves eat blood too. Actually, they the, just want the werewolves meat, but... eat blood. Well, they do <laughs> when they eat you. Oh, okay. So, physical god, glad shield, soul eater, and one life steal. One don't. other life steal item, yeah. Now, I should suggest... I have that? So this is a ability based. Life steal for Ooh. the most part. Pele uh, would be good. You know who would this? Uh, it would slap on Pele. You know who actually who this would be dope on? Ravana, because you could go Asi and uh, you're not wrong. Crusher. Yep. Although honestly, oh, Bloodforge would probably be better. This one this passive isn't is the greatest. Sano. It's just it's fun to play around. Be Although it's not that good. Sano. You know, fucking just pick it, Depp. You tell us. Yeah. I'll, You're the one playing duel. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know which god I do it with next time. Right. In, in duel, I, if, you're, if you're doing duel, I think Pele would be an absolute monster with it. Pe Pele would be the absolute monster. You're right. Because they literally couldn't fight you in wave. There wouldn't be enough anti-heal no. unless they cursed you. Now, Pele gets banned fairly often, so. Thanatos? Um, Thanatos would be good. Well, I'm just saying. Sure. Alright, let's move on. We're just naming gods. Does now okay. Thanatos one. Does it work with Shield of Regrowth? Yes. If you land your one, uh, yes. you get the because that's a heal, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's just a situational heal, but it's still considered an ability heal. It's I, I don't think it'll I don't I don't think this is a this is a solo lane Thanatos build. This isn't a uh I think you could play this in jungle. But it's not a duel. Uh, not for Thanatos. Not for Thanatos. Thanatos needs a lot no. more cooldown in duel than this build will give you. Yeah. But okay. Well, hold on. Uh, what do you mean? It's 40%. Or it's 20% already. Just Glide Shield and Soul Eater. I guess if you're going to buy... Like, if you're playing against a physical god, you could get 40 with... Yeah, it really depends You could depends Breastplate or Genji's, and that will all the cooldown you need. Yeah. 
I think it's viable. We'll Whatever see. you want to pick, Deb. We'll see. You, I'll try, you yeah, try it out. Just let us know. Somebody. Just let us know. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. You and know. don't forget. I'll like, if, I mean, what type of jackass would forget? Right. Well, yeah, yeah, what jackass is forgetting knows. to do that? No shit. Oh. Something we've done for 77 weeks. Why would you forget? Yeah, why <laughs> would we forget say, now? We forget a lot. Yeah. We, we forget a lot. Oh, Now, I believe this week we're supposed to announce a community corner. Yep. That I believe we should read the week before HRX. I believe so. If I Okay. So HRX week we won't have a a hat or a CC. It'll be before that. Yep. So community corner. Do you see it there, Depp? I Nev don't. already likes this one. She's in the chat and she's already like planning out. All right. She's so for ideas. this community she's corner, write them down. Okay. Wait, are you doing the turn a host into a god? Right. Yep. There Ooh, you go. I like We're gonna it. turn a host into a god. Pick so a host like, and turn him into a god and give them a kid. Like, I, all right, I'm okay, already so, fucking calling so it now. One of my abilities is, is gonna god. be known issue. I fucking know it. <laughs> I'm still excited to hear it. Don't get me wrong. But I know it's a channeled silence, and this is a known issue. <laughs> known issue ignores next complaint. Right. Ooh, what if it's a self buff for a couple seconds that um, ignores the a next random ability CC? you take ignores damage, like ignores. It's yeah. It's a known issue from the next ability. Yeah. That'd be fun. All right, we gave you a I free like ability for Fro. Let's go. Help us out. Yep. Get them in there. In the CC channel. I'll, I like uh, it. We'll get them posted there. We, we need to get both of these posted, so that way I remember to do it, unlike yep. some people. Yeah. 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 You know, we even talked yeah. about this last last time I did the hat, that the person who's doing the hat should post the hat in the hat channel. Yep. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, yep. from in, here on somebody out. Somebody forgot. We, we kind of understand that we, at times, get forgetful and forget to post shit. And that some of you do enjoy doing the hat and like us posting it so you guys can come or meme or, or torture us when our, we need extra people. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so from here on out, we're going to make sure when we pick it on the episode, immediately post it. You're welcome. So Depp and Fro need to post that in the hat channel. I posted it. Good for good work. All right, boys. Yeah. Uh, so last week we announced our Patreon. Um, again, if you want to support us and you're looking to to get a little reward from it, please feel free to um drop by our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/botgpodcast. Um, you could find us there. But never feel like you have to give us money. That's not why we're doing this. We will continue to do the weekly episodes. Just like I said last week, nothing will change. Um, our first our first special episode we're going to have done hopefully by the end of this month, the beginning of next month, for all of the patrons that sign up for $5 tier and up. Um, but because... One of our Patreon exclusive rewards for the $20 tier and up is that we give a shout out to the person on the episode. Stofmeister is our first $20 patron. 
Um, Stuffmeister has been playing with us for a while now, and he he told me he loves our community and wants us to keep doing what we're doing, so he doesn't mind supporting us in in what we do. Uh, and we really appreciate him. Stuffmeister, shout out to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, appreciate last, you. We appreciate you. Bachi love, man. Um, last announcement. We are still running the Teespring discount code BOTG, the number two HRX. BOTG to HRX. If you are interested in getting some merch and uh, want to display it at HRX for us, you will have an opportunity to buy it all the way up until the Wednesday after HRX is over. So feel free to find us on teespring.com slash BOTG dash podcast. I thought it was underscore podcast, but I'm pretty sure it's dash podcast. Um, it might feel be. Fr- feel free to find us there. There'll be links in the description for all of this. The discount Absolutely. code will also be there. Um as well as all Ataraxia's stuff, if you want to follow him there. Um, again, we want to thank Ataraxia for coming on the episode and doing a nice interview with us. Uh, he was great to talk to. Really appreciated him showing up. And that's all the announcements and that we have. just to prove Willow wrong, we have one more announcement. Uh-oh. Ooh. Did I miss something? Got him. Yes. Bait it. Bait what did it. I miss? Well, we just discussed before we started recording, we have a brand new thumbnail editor for all of oh. our youtube videos i didn't realize we were announcing it this episode this is the first episode he's starting so here we go uh yep so right. for those of you who do check us out on youtube there are a few of you there who possibly enjoy our new thumbnail which will be on this episode that is all thanks to a wild deathstroke our good friend Whoa. and uh guest that we've had on before uh check out that episode if you want to know more about him he's a really cool guy and we'll have his links in the, in the description. description to his great meme ass YouTube channel. All right. Thank you, bud. Um, thank you. Wildmonkeydesign.com. Wildmonkeydesign.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For all your design needs. That was so fucking infomercial just out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yep. Just a hard, hard cut to commercial there, everybody. That really was. Hard snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. gravity. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, real talk, uh, just for a quick second, guys, if you want to get a hold of us uh, outside from all of our usual plugs that we're about to do here, uh, there is our Discord. You can hop in there to get a hold of us. We haven't plugged this in a long time. If you're not up and at them with the Discord and the Twitters, we do have our email. You can email us at. uh, I do know there are some out there. BOTG podcast. Yep. BOTG podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yep. Uh, I do understand. There's some we've had, like Bombi, who just joined our Discord. Really cool guy. He's already been super active. Came out and told us that he just is all the new to Discord. So we get there's some people who don't do that. And there's some people who, you know, aren't on Twitter. But if you still want to get a hold of us at all for any reason, uh, feedback, suggestions, just. Thank you. Tell us that we suck. Like, whatever reason you want to, you can just go ahead and give us an email. Yep. I or checked if you them want daily. to leave us a review, that's cool, too. Yeah, feel free to leave a review on any of your podcast apps where you can find us. Yeah, I suppose that works, too. Those, yeah. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't asked for reviews in five ever. In five ever? <laughs> yeah. 
Because it's more than forever. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. You find me, Twitter, Discord, PSN, Smite Game, Fro underscore double underscore G. Hit me up. Let's fucking frag some kids. Detonation is capital D, capital P, capital P, capital N, A T I O N. Everywhere except Twitter and Instagram. Willow, where can we find you? I am Willow1771 at all the places and all the things.